Amen. John 3, and Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and 3 and verse, I think it says 5. <clears throat> Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God. Nobody can enter the reign of heaven unless he is born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. You know, in April 1970, Marion Cooper gave birth to Jared Cooper in the Royal Gwent Hospital. Um, but then in 1977, the Holy Spirit gave birth to Christ in Jared Cooper. And you and I, we spend the whole of our lives with a war between the two inside of us. Old you, new you. Flesh you, spirit you. Lower you, higher you. And I just want to challenge you as a room probably full of fairly mature Christians, rise to the, the you that is born from above. Amen? It says here, um, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Everybody say this, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Gives, birth. gives birth. He gave birth to me. So you, oh, that one went quieter because they weren't quite sure on that one, Dominic. The Holy Spirit gave birth to you. And you became a new species, the word literally means. So you, the well-known version would say new creation. Literally means new species, a new kind of you, not just fleshly you, born of your mother, essentially with a dead spirit, which spiritually, theologically, what that means is a spirit that is not connected to God, so that you can be spiritual, but in a way that's totally disconnected from the light and life and power and comfort of heaven. So, you know, even unsaved people are spiritual people, but their spirits are dead, which literally means disconnected from God. So, but you've got a flesh, you've got a body, you've got appetites, you've got feelings. But then, at some moment, think about your moment. It might have been a process for some or an occasion. I remember kneeling down by the rocking chair of my parents' house in, in the middle of the 1970s. So imagine the cool house and all those 1970s colour. Come on, work with me, right? I mean, there were mustards. There, was, there were, there were colours that we would not dream of today. But my mum and dad are in another country, so we can kind of make fun of their house from the 1970s. But I remember kneeling by the, by the little rocking chair and and making my prayer to God. And in that moment, the Bible says, I was born from above. Now, it was in God's mind before the world began, but that was the moment in my linear life when I know something different happened. I became a new species. Think of yours. You became a different species. You're not like your neighbours. So stop being as grumpy as your neighbours. Stop facing your mortgage like your, like your neighbours face mortgages. Stop facing energy crisis with the same blabbering nonsense that everyone else, you have a father in heaven. That you, are, you haven't got a dead spirit, you've got an alive spirit. So you are connected to heaven. There are, there are, you are seated in heavenly places and every spiritual resource in the heavenly realms is yours. And so you have a, a whole above world resource available to you. Now, that doesn't mean that we all learn how to use these resources, acquire these resources, cause these resources to serve the world, but you were born from above. So now you have the potential, the beginning of John slightly earlier puts it, gave us the, the right to become children of God. There's an onus on us to say, right, I'm going to become it. 
I'm not just going to, being saved doesn't mean I go to church and sing Christian songs, but largely my life is the same. It means I'm a whole new species, right? Born from above. So there are divine resources. How does the verse end? You're getting me carried away as I read this, so I'm going off on rabbit worms. Uh, You must be born from above. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Um, I love John 5, 19, how Jesus described his life as a man on earth. One of the phrases, one of the key ones that we could use is that Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Uh, So Jesus had an ability to see what the Father was doing. And and here's one little point that I want to make for a while this morning. In order for us to live in the fullness of all the things that God wants to happen through us and to us in our lives, we must have an awareness of what the Father is doing in our lives, where he wants us to live, how he wants us to bring up our kids, uh, who he wants us to marry, what job. Uh, as As you go to work tomorrow morning, there should be an awareness that I wonder what the Father's doing in my job or am I just doing my job and I keep my Christian life for a Sunday morning there is a a realm of things that God wants to do that if we could see what he wants to do and then begin to echo heaven remarkable things might happen right I do what I see the father doing remember that remarkable story in in David's life King David's life when he was facing the enemy and there was this beautiful phrase let's see if you remember this then you remember the occasion Um, it's this God said to him uh, um, when you hear the sound of marching on the mulberry trees move because you know I've gone ahead of you when you hear marching march We're supposed to echo heaven. That's why when I come up here this morning, I've got all the songs in the world and I'm not bored of worshipping Jesus, but when nothing in my spirit expresses what I sense in his spirit, I have to stop and go, what different thing does he want to do? And it's the same for every preacher, every children's leader, every moment on a Monday and on a Tuesday should be, God, what are you doing today? And God gives us little, little senses, little signals of what he wants to do. And that's where miracles are waiting in the heaven realm to break through into ours. Some of you heard the stories before of remarkable miracle workers taken up into heaven. I know of two who tell the story separately and they're from different eras, but they would both say this. They had an encounter with God where uh, they found, both found themselves in big warehouses in heaven. It's just, Don't make this scriptural. This is just a metaphor. It's just something to get us thinking about the point I'm trying to make. And both these men of God found themselves in vast warehouses in heaven separately didn't know each other but came up with the same story and the warehouses were full of body parts and in one he's been led around by Jesus another one it was by an angel but both got it to the point of so what are all these arms and legs and eyes and sounds pretty gruesome doesn't it but anyway what are all these and the answer came same from Jesus and from the angel in both these encounters they said these are the body parts in heaven that my people could believe me for but won't so it's almost like a resource sits above but we carry on living our low lives i just pay my mortgage like everyone else pays their mortgage and 
you know, the energy's going to be tight, so switch everything off and just sit in darkness and let's rock till 2023 because God can't afford electricity. Isn't it amazing how we humanise? And actually, I, could, I, I was talking about this on Wednesday. When we humanise, we actually demonise. <laughs> That's how Satan works. He ju- I just want you to be normal. I don't mind you, I don't mind you singing about Jesus. But don't have heaven opened and begin to know him and walk in his authority. But I believe, people, just it's the best language we have. Just about here, heaven is saying, you can either do your churchy thing, or why don't you come up to a place where there are miracles and signs and wonders, and God is ready to move. And all the way through scripture, let's see if I can find a few. We find this picture. Um, there's a moment, oh, I won't do that one. Let's, let's fast forward. Um, uh, Moses, remember when Moses met God? And so think about the echo between heaven and earth, echo between the higher and lower. You and I are supposed to take what heaven shows us about our lives, our kids, what we spend our time on, what we spend our money, where we go, what we do, as well as church services. But, but life, we're supposed to see life from his perspective. And then what do we do? Copy the pattern. Copy what God's showing us about our lives. So with Moses, he goes up the mountain and God shows him this pattern of what heaven is like. And he said to Moses, so uh, create this tabernacle exactly according to the pattern. And in fact, the beautiful piece was that God said to Moses, I will meet you there between the outstretched arms of the cherubim. In other words, if you pattern your life on earth as heaven is, something remarkable can break out. There is a heavenly realm and an earthly one. In Acts chapter 2, we find that there's a sound from heaven that comes. Then there's a sound echoed by the, by the church. Those 120 begin to raise up a sound of heaven. It's the sound of wind and the sound of tongues. Do you know the scriptures in Acts 2? And something remarkable begins to break out. There's a beautiful scripture in the Psalms. It says, the Lord announced the word and great were the company that proclaimed it. In other words, there is something being announced in the heavens over your life it is our job together to proclaim what we sense God is saying so what's God saying over your life is God saying finances are going to be hard this winter or is he saying I'm Jehovah Jireh if I have to I'll use a a widow in Zarephath you are you are not going to be without What's God proclaiming over your life? Sickness or health and blessing? What's he proclaiming over your kids? That they don't walk with God or that God's got this? Those prodigals are, in the words of the prodigal son story, they're going to come to their senses. How's about every morning instead of worrying for your kids, you wake up and you say, come to your senses. That's what God's doing in heaven. Come to your senses, child. Come to your senses. Realise who God is. Realise that he loves you. How's about praying over our kids? Encounter after encounter after encounter. How's about praying? Oh, well, it's almost like, let's use the stories from the last few weeks with with our friend John Vassman that was with us Wednesday. So somehow in the spirit realm, there was a a woman without a lump on her breast. The breast cancer was gone. And somehow somebody just reaches up goes the kingdom of heaven religion's right down here but the kingdom of heaven is a hand's breadth away and somehow just takes one person of faith come on 
What, what did Jesus torment his disciples over the most? You are so dull. You're just down here in the dullness. How long have I got to put up with you? Now, the solution came later when the Holy Spirit came and everybody that was dull suddenly became dynamite. That's why dull turns to dynamite when the Spirit comes. How's about we leave this place with some dynamite? Literally, dunamis is the word for the authority of the Holy Spirit. So, when the Holy Spirit comes, dull becomes dynamite. Come on, tell a person next to you, hey, dull. Come on, hey, dull one. Come on, go on, be cheeky. It's all right. There's a little, little wink in it. Oh, hey, dull one. How's about you leave here dynamite? How's about you here? You leave here full of what the Holy Spirit is saying over your head, and you and you say, "No, I'm I'm not born from below. I'm born from above. I'm born from a higher realm. I'm born from a realm where there is money." I won't tell you the whole story because most of you probably know it, but I walked into a car showroom when I had no wage and the Holy Spirit said, up at this realm, book that new car, I'll give you the money. So I booked it, told the garage that my dad was rich, which is kind of true. But on the day I needed to pay it, the money came through. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. If we begin to realise that this realm affects this realm and we learn how to draw simply by obedience and faith, trust and obey. As we grab out of this realm and pull down into this realm, things begin to break out. You will not know need because he's your father. You're not a slave. He's your father. So how's about we learn to reach up and pull down into our realm the things of God? Healings. Here, somehow up here was a woman free from cerebral palsy. The, the, the wicked, the, the chains that the enemy was trying to put on. And, and, and somehow it came to that moment when the two realms met and God moves. Who's ready for two realms to meet this morning? Come on, somebody. Don't be dull on me dynamite dynamite look up dynamite what else have I got here wow this is good listen to this Psalm 139 you'll recognize the verse every one of your days that's like that's like God talking to you every one of your days was written in his book before you came into being today was written already listen should I tell you how to live Read God's book about you, then do it. Don't read your past, don't read your shame, don't read your sin, don't read your physical state. Read his book about you, then do it, and things begin to break out. There's a higher book than the one, than the things your parents said about you, or your teacher said about you, or your history says about you. It's more powerful than, if I'll take it if it's for me, I'll take anything. Right, there are powerful things written about. What are you believing about you? Oh, do you know the thing we need setting free from most is ourselves? Look in the mirror and go, I like you. You're a child of God. And yet, you still got, the, you know, the, 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 the kind of Hebrew word for perfect doesn't mean perfect like we think of it. We think like OCD, everything's going to be in a straight line. That's not biblical perfection. Biblical perfection is just maturity. It's, it's coming to a place of completeness is what it means. So it isn't like a westernized Greek thinking perfection, right? So listen, you and I, yes, we still are maturing. Anybody in the room, right? We're not all there yet. But with a twinkle in your eye, look in the mirror 
And you should be able to say, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the love of Jesus, because of whose you are, I like you. You're loved by God. You're going to get there. God's going to carry it on to completion. Amen. Uh, on earth as it is in heaven. So look, so where am I trying to get to with this? There's a realm of God that's above. And so often, even as Christians, we live in the, in the lower realm. And apart from singing our songs and, and reading our Bibles, who knows, you can read your Bible and it have no effect. But then you get a, an above revelation hits your heart. Aren't they the good days? I'm a child. I'm loved. I'm his. Oh, I'm shaking off everything that hinders. I'm shaking off the dullness. I'm shaking off the boredom. I'm shaking off the religion. And I'm going to walk in the things of God because he loves me. Right? You've got to shake it off. There is a, a higher realm. Uh, now, so I, I, I just want to kind of turn the corner a minute to talk about. So, so how do we get there? Here's a thought. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, all of his miracles. Just work with me on this for a minute. He used to fast and pray loads as a young man to do those miracles. Do you know as he got older, do you want to know what he actually said? The older I got, the less I had to fast, and God still did them. Now, why? Because he trained himself to live at the higher place. Fasting is what you have to do when you realize, I just fall down to this lower level too often. Fasting doesn't change God doesn't get God in a half Nelson making him do what you want. Fasting changes you. It is the giving up of something so the hankering of your flesh begins to be silenced. You can identify which voice in you is grumpy you. You can shut it up. You can sit it on the naughty step and you to go to work mightying God, right? Come on. Someone who knows, because faith matters. Someone who knows God answers my prayers. I am preaching better than your amening right now. I just want you to know that. This is darn good stuff as I preach to myself, but they're being a bit Methodist on me this morning, right? Fasting changes you. But can I give you a little bit of hope? The progress of the Christian life is the better you get at this, the less work it will be. As we learn, now I still need to fast plenty and you all know it, don't you? Yeah, pretty obvious that he needs to fast plenty. Some of you need to fast plenty too. And not just food but social media and media and newspapers all the information of the lower world but when you fast and pray it's like stepping up in God <gasps> there's fresh air up here oh oh there's miracles waiting up here I just had to take one step up through a bit of fasting through a bit of prayer and suddenly I stepped up to a higher realm. But here's the good news. Listen, if you practice this, if you learn how to step from lower you to higher you, how to walk in the new species that is your new creation, rather than just limping all of our lives in our Christian life, if we learn to discipline ourselves and go, right, I'm going to step up into the higher realm, it gets easier and easier and easier. Most people don't perform miracles not because they're not miracle workers simply because they've never stepped up to faith. There's a whole realm waiting up there. And we get to about 25 and we go, no, I know who I am. These are my gifts. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm worth. This is my life. What my mother said, what my father said, what my grandmother said. And all the time, miracles, signs, Wonders, 
provision. And every now and then we get a little dream from heaven. Oh, no, I couldn't. That's proud. That's, that's the English people in the room. Oh, no, it's proud to think that. Oh, can't think that. False humility is the greatest pride that we can ever have. There's a whole realm waiting up here. COVID fear floods everyone. Gets, gets the whole church down into the lower realms. As if COVID is different to every other disease. John G. Lake used to put the bubonic plague on his skin. They stuck it under microscopes. And he said, you watch, it will die because my body is a member of Christ. It has to die when it touches me. And literally they watched as the plague died on his skin. Same God, different disease, same God, same results, same blood, same word, same realm. That's why everyone else was running from the lepers and the lepers had to be away from everyone. But Jesus walks up and just touches them. Different realm, different polarity. Not living scared. Wonder how, how much the last two and a half years has affected our ability to live in the higher realm. Because as soon as we start to give in to one fear, the rest cascade in on top. So fear over COVID becomes fear over finance, becomes fear over war, becomes fear over, becomes fear over, becomes fear over, becomes... And it becomes a learned posture in life when just a hand's breadth away is all the resources of heaven. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I've got something here about Reese Howells. What did they used to say? <laughs> Reese Howells. And it's a similar thing to the Smith thing. So again, a great intercessor, powerful man of God. He said he prayed until faith came. Then he didn't need to pray anymore because faith had come. When you enter the place of faith, you enter the place where all of heaven's resources begin to operate with ease. Anybody here want to live by faith? Oh, I do. Come on. Come on. I refuse fear. I refuse fear. We're called to live by faith. So... Here's what I actually want. That's all my introduction, okay? So another three hours now of content. Are you ready? <laughs> People are ready to run, you know. <laughs> oh, in fact, I've got it here. So good. All right. So all of that to say, worship is part of our stepping up to the higher realm. In John 4, Jesus comes and he says this well-known, and he's talking with a woman at the well, right? You know the story, and... Uh, woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. So here you had a, a, a religious expression of worship that had been set up by God, but now times were a-changing. And so Jesus comes and says the radical thing that actually geography doesn't matter uh, he goes on to say what matters now is realm. Everybody say realm. Realm is what matters. Uh, and you know it. A time is coming and has now come when true worshippers. Everybody say true worshippers. That means there's false worshippers. Worshippers of Jesus, but it's still in the lower realm. Not stepping up. We're just singing songs. You can sing songs about Jesus, but it's not worship. Right? Because it's a whole other thing happening in our worship true worshipers will worship the father in and spirit and truth so listen it's no longer geography 
It's now about realm and it's about reality. There is a higher plane of reality called God's truth that overwhelms human facts. Truth, facts. But God's truth can affect the fact. Fact, go to Jesus, right? Fact, this guy's got leprosy. Truth, I am the healer. And some, when there's someone who walks in the two realms and knows how to reach out to heaven and pull that reality down into this reality, heaven breaks out. It literally is on earth as it is in heaven. Somebody somewhere. And this is why worship is my tool. Say it, worship is my tool. To learn to live in the higher realm. Right, so we worship in a different realm. It's not about what room you're in. We don't worship because we're sat here and there's a keyboard player and a worship leader. No, no, no. We worship because we allow our hearts to ascend above the dull misery of living. And we go higher to a place where angels cry day and night, holy, holy, holy. There's an open heaven. Now, heaven isn't, you know, a thousand miles away up into the sky and you'll bump the bottom of it. No, heaven is a higher realm right here in this room. So if you choose to step up into the holy, holy, holy place of God, you're going to find that your heart, your body hasn't moved an inch, but your heart has stepped up into a higher realm where now miracles break out. Worship does that. Holy, holy, who enters his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, then that's like the diving board. And we dive into all the riches of heaven as we encounter God in spirit first, in his realm. So we're sat here right now. Isn't it weird? We're all sat in the same room in nice rows, but there's one in heaven and there's one just sat on earth. There's one love in the meeting. There's another one waiting for it to end because lunch is coming and I hope it's good. And I hear there's cake. And... Right in this room, no one around can tell whether you're in heaven or actually we could, could say you're in hell, you know, having a hell of a time. Right, I just mean it like that. It's a heart state that my heart rises Can anybody feel the realms of heaven in the room this morning? I have all morning. That's why I struggle to sing normal songs and just play along at church because I feel another realm in this room and I feel God calling us, come on, come up higher. Come up higher where the books are written for your tomorrows. Monday's written. You can come and read my version of your Monday if you want to right now. You can hear my voice and hear my version of your Monday. Instead of what the chancellor tells you, instead of what your mama tells you, instead of what the newspapers tell you, you could read my version of your Monday. Because not everything that happens is God's will. We always have a choice every day. Choose which day, who you will serve. And so we choose, I'm going to read his book. I'm going to enter his realm. Why? Because he died on the cross so I could enter heaven right now. And my feet could be on earth, but my heart is in heaven, pulling hand loads of miracles, signs, wonders, blessing, protection down from heaven into my world today. We worship. That's what Jesus introduced. We worship in a different realm. It's not the songs. It's the heart state. So it's never boring when our hearts. So Janice is the most spirit-filled person here because she never gets bored. It's me that needs to fast and pray to get my flesh to shut up 
and to step up into heaven and go, oh, I'm a son and he loves me. It's going to be fine. Let me read what he's writing about Monday. Let's read, let's read his account of, of the energy crisis this winter. Let's read about what he's saying about wars in Ukraine and Russia and Putin. Let's read about what he's saying about sickness and disease. I think we just might see three really big words emblazoned across the heavens. It is finished. I've got it all. I'm with you. I've got your back. So keep your heart high up here through worship. His blood has created access for all of this, but it is our worship and our thanksgiving and our focus that causes us to live in that place. So that as we go about our work, we practice the presence. It's all the same thing that Brother Lawrence used to, used to say. We practice the enjoyment of the presence of God and our hearts stay buoyant in this higher realm. It's a higher realm and it's a higher reality. You know, when you put the telly on, let's just admit to ourselves, it's not real. It's a version of stuff going on around the world, but it ain't real, is it? I mean, for a start, even just to focus, how can a, a poor news program try and capture every horror and glory going around in the world at any one time? No. So it's obviously where we are delivered an agenda of three or four top items at any one time. It's not the world as God sees it. So let's tell ourselves, it ain't real. Social media, it ain't real. Here's another one, though. What you think about you isn't real. And that's the greatest prison you face. Prisons of offense and shame and smallness and too old, too unwell, too scared, not gifted enough. It's not real. You're not reading his book. You're believing the Twitter scroll in your head. And even the arguments planted by someone else echo through your own eternity. Oh, I just had to put that line in. Unless you stop it. Right. So what's his reality? His reality is what the world looks like. Well, our greatest example of God's reality hitting this world's reality was Jesus. Our lives should look like Jesus. I was sick, but he healed me. I was poor, but he provided for me. I was lost, but he found me. I was in shame. He forgave me. I was in the dust. He cleaned me. I was hurting. He comforted me. I was confused. He guided me. And worship is simply this. Placing our hearts before him in his realm and in his reality so that we have half a hope as we go into the week ahead of pulling heaven to earth in our workplace and in the classroom, and on the ward, and in the business, and at the restaurant table, and as we converse with people around about us, we pull heaven to earth. How is it that, I'll end with this, how is it, oh, what was his name? Huh. Ended up as a prisoner of war, and um, I'll remember his name in a minute, he was assigned to clean the cesspit. He would literally stand up to his waist in human excrement. 
And yeah, watch, watch them in knee? No. Anyway, doesn't matter who does it. Blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. How is it that he could say, as, as he wrote in his biography, I turned that cesspit into a garden through worship? <laughs> Literally, feet in, excrement. Heart in, heaven. And his writings still shake and shape the world today. That's what happens. So you might feel like your feet are in excrement. But you can still get your heart in heaven. Should we just stand together in this place? We've got 10 minutes left. You know, 10 minutes of heaven can do more than three hours of church services. Just close your eyes where you are. That sometimes helps. That's why we close our eyes in prayer. Jesus said, shut the door when you pray. Same thing, focus. Because you're not going to find it in the pews and the buildings of earth. You're going to find him in a higher realm. Just close your eyes.